Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody. Welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowing.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have TG from Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. I am TG from Canada, and I enjoy growing cannabis. I hope you do, too. Nice. Beautiful intro. We also have Marge from Canada. Yes, I am Marge from Canada, coming off a lovely Canada Day weekend at the cottage. Oh, at the cottage as well. Yes. By the lake or something, be doing some fishing. Where you was it? It was on the river, so you know, just lots of swimming and sitting in the sun. Nice. It was glorious. Yeah. So happy Canada Day to Canadian listeners and and March and TG. I hope you got good and high and had some steak and shit. Mm -hmm. We also uh, have Monkey, who has Fourth of July coming up soon in the USA. So yes, we do. Greetings, everybody from the Southeast US. Monkey here. Or I should have said, uh, yes, monkey from the Southeast US. I'm trying to follow following the theme there. Yeah, you, you did a little bit of a mixed up intro this week. Then we also have Bubba Hawk. Bubba Hawk, do you have any special day you're celebrating? I know you just had your Democratic Sausage Day, but I don't know if yes. you've got anything new popping up. <laughs> g'day, g'day, guys. Bubba Hawk here from Australia or Argentina, depending on who you ask. Um, mm-hmm. We are Conspiracy. not we are not, yeah, We're not celebrating anything specific um but uh yeah just trying to keep our heads above water literally at the moment so yeah usually the opposite problem in in australia right yeah yeah usually it's um it's too dry but uh now we're everyone's got their little boats and rubber duckies out because it's getting a little bit wet here at the moment mm-hmm. mm. just thinking bubble hawk uh democratic Jeez. sausage day maybe i could get try and get that, that trending for independence day because you know really that's all we're really doing is you know putting hot dogs on the grill so why the heck not democratic yeah. sausage day i like it <laughs> look let, let me ask you this can you go to any of your um any of your home depots or um hardware stores and get a sausage while you you're shopping can you do that uh there are some that have food trucks outside so on some but not all okay right because uh, i'm assuming i'm assuming in australia it's no matter where you go it's there well if, if you go to a place called bunnings Usually um, on on the weekends, there's a, a um, little stall out the front, and they're cooking sausage sizzles out there, and you can get yourself a, a sausage sanger. Right. So yeah, for, it's all a, sounds it's, very nice. Yeah, it, it is. Bunnings yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're they're, a ma- they're massive. So and they just I'm just trying, they're, they're trying kind of like a Home Depot sort of thing. Like it's just all um, like you've got a garden center and um, and like a trade center and stuff like that. And basically go like and get everything. No, I was thinking today about how like Independence Day is like a nearly 250 year old Brexit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I see what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you, but the opposite way around. You we guys left us. Too. What, Brexit? Yeah, it's been a shit movie so far. Kind of like no, season six over here now. <laughs> Independence Day, man. Remember yeah, man. Epic. I haven't seen because they got that new one, ain't they? The Independence Day too. Haven't even what? seen that yet. There's yeah. a new one. No, I haven't either. I didn't know there was a new one. Is yet. Randy Quaid in that too? Surely Independence Day too. I'm not imagining it, right? I'm sure. Like it's a couple no, of years old now. Yeah, it's a couple it's of years old. Um, it's. I mean, that's all they do is reboot. Resurgence, I believe yeah. it was called. Resurgence. Ah, yeah. uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what, they just they really really it's not enough. The aliens come back, like yeah, course. the queen came back, and uh, you know it was you know. Uh, oh, maybe I did see it. They say that <laughs> it was Jeff Goldblum uh, against the alien uh, alien queen. You know, gotta gotta kill it again this time somewhere in the I desert. He was in that too. Yeah. In yeah. the desert, yeah, driving a school bus and everything else. You know, a film he was in as well. That Jeff Jeff Goldblum is that you know the guy who's in The Fly. Yeah. Remember The Fly? Oh yeah, that was a crazy ass oh, movie. Yeah. Jurassic yeah. Park, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. I think that's where he's best, better known from, isn't it? Jurassic Park. Yeah. He's yeah. Been, he's he's been, he's been, tons of movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. fucking epic. I love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Jeff Goldblum. Great. Shout out to Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Yeah. Jeff, if you're listening right now, we love mm-hmm. you. Oh, he probably is. We have so many listeners. <laughs> the odds are he is I think listening. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jeff, we'd love to have you on the show. That's right. Yes. Give us, give us a Join us. us. Don't be shy. Reach out. Join. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man anyway let, let's do this news let's just talk about some of this crazy shit so what we're saying about news man we've got some good news coming out of europe here but by the, and there's been some good news stories we've just seen which ain't on the list either but uh there's something about california reducing its taxes have you seen that one i um i, I think i, I see- did Posted over at Percy's, I think I saw something about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think me, uh, Artman put that up, but we haven't got it in the list here. We might cover that at the end of this if we have time. But uh, who wants to go first then? You want to go first, Monkey? You might as well do yours first. Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, we all know Asia is pretty tough on weed laws, but it seems like a loophole in Japanese weed laws is getting tens of thousands of people high over there right now. <gasps> what? Exactly. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, most Asian countries have a reputation for being extremely strict, even though uh, we know that places like Thailand now are trying to break down some of these borders. But Japan has always been extremely strict on, quote unquote, illegal drugs. You know what I'm talking about there? Should be legal, shouldn't be illegal. Mm. But in Japan, where the THC is legal, synthetic compounds that are emerging are quickly becoming popular. And what they're referring to now is our old friends, Delta 8. THCO, oh, no. THCP, T, uh, HHC, all of these modified cannabinoids that are being made from, uh, supposedly made from CBD compounds are not being blocked by Japanese law or available, although not readily available on the street, but let's say easily and legally available through proper channels in Japan. Hmm. So, I mean, we've talked about this stuff before. Um, anytime that you have a, a, a prohibition on actual cannabis, people who are in, interested in getting the, the benefits of cannabis will find an alternative. And this is the latest one. Japan also had a, a big problem, as did much of the world, when uh, the spice craze was going on. Mm. Those, those, uh, those compounds flooded Japan like crazy. But recently, the biggest compound over there was HHC, which I was not aware of before. I don't know. Has anyone ever heard of HHC? No fucking no, idea what that is. Well, what it is basically, it's hydrogenated TH delta nine THC. So they I've basically take delta nine under high pressure and add a hydrogen molecule in it, yeah. and it becomes HHC. But they say the effects of it are almost identical to delta nine THC. So basically, again, you're using the trick of adding a molecule, slightly modifying, and it becomes legal. 
So, of course, Japan saw that one coming, and uh, after a while, they decided to go ahead and ban HHC, and that's when all of a sudden this other stuff's coming up. So now they're fighting the THCO, THCP, HHCA, uh, uh, THCA. Um, basically, they're, they're, uh, they're fighting the same game that everybody in the South is fighting and all the other emerging countries are, is that we have chemistry now, and we have science, and we have the internet. And if you give mm -hmm. us a law, we'll change something slightly and we'll tell everybody about it. Everybody has a new molecule within 24 hours. It's impossible to keep up with too, honestly. It for is. For those very reasons, yeah. It's crazy. You're, you're never gonna stay on top of it ever. The Japanese have even uh, admitted that in the past five years, even though the number is relatively small because of the laws in Japan, but they're admitting now that the number of people who are saying that they have at least tried some form of these, these uh, cannabinoids is doubled in the last five years. So that's, it's a big trend, you know, doubling in five years in a population on an island country where it's strictly taboo kind of tells me that maybe Japan's starting to think about, or at least the people over there may, may start thinking about wanting to join the rest of the world and looking at cannabis in a friendly light. Uh -huh. Yeah. That, that would be a bit crazy if Japan legalized before the UK. I'd be like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think but the point of the article is basically saying that. Well, a couple of months ago, would you say that Thailand is going to legalize yeah. before the UK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, that's a good point taking because nobody ever thought Thailand was going to be legal before the UK ever. Would. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's just that was silliness here. But the article even says that the uh, the CBD market in Japan, a small island nation, is an estimated eight hundred million dollars a year. And that's in a pretty regulated market right there. Mm. And it's all being imported from other countries. Yeah, who's making all these THC, F, B, G? Analogs? <laughs> well, actually, uh, they're being made in the US and they're being made in Canada. They're made, being made in China. Uh, any place that you can get the, the CBD basic compounds and, and, and enough materials to you know, tweak with, it's a relatively uh, easy process to tweak, but the problem is just like it is all over the world, it's an unregulated process. So there's absolutely no guarantee that what mm -hmm. you're getting is what they say you're getting or that what you're getting is pure, safe or any of that stuff. Matter of fact, uh, there's a, a seller that article talks about that he, even when he sells it, he, he says, use at your own risk. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well. That just shows you that when we have a regulated market and things are properly tested and whatnot like that, we have a better market, we have a safer market, and people are going to find something one way or the other. And it's, I don't know, this, these synthetics scare me more than, more than any, any uh, legal stuff will ever, you know, it's crazy. They should. Um, that's what I've been harping about for a yeah. long time now, THC. Uh, oh, THCO is actually released legally here in the Canadian market not too long ago. A company called Nexleaf, I think was the name. Hopefully I got that right. Mm. Um, because they're skirting the excise tax because THCO acetate isn't scheduled or whatever by the fucking Canadian Health Canada. So therefore it does not subject to the excise tax that all the other cannabinoids are. So, you know, and like you said, it's a synthetic, synthetically produced cannabinoid using like serious fucking chemicals you know take it from me if you take oh. it from anyone um uh yeah it's like there's there's unspecified byproducts in this stuff um 
you know, use at your own risk is and the you, very you know, basic. This, these fucking ignorant motherfuckers who make these laws as well will be like, oh, look, weed is now killing people. <laughs> it's not weed. Made it's illegal again. Yeah, man. but look how ignorant they are, though. Yeah, well, the articles mm. actually also goes out to point that there is no evidence that they are dangerous yet. But of course, right. we all know that there's also no study and no standards and stuff mm. like mm. that. And so the stuff you buy over here might be safe and the stuff you buy across the street from somebody else may kill you because mm. there's no standard here. Well, the thing is, is about that is we, we, it might be safe, but it might not be safe. And, you know, all credit to the pharmaceutical companies who actually do their due diligence to go through the million dollars worth mm -hmm. of trials that they have to, to get a drug onto the market mm -hmm. with THCO, Delta 8, THC, even CBN um is is synthesized on mat you can get it in the flower and extract it traditionally mm -hmm. but not in a any like feasible scalable way you have to mm -hmm. synthesize it using thc distillate and treating mm -hmm. the distillate with a bunch of chemicals ending up with a cbn but it's not pure cbn there's a bunch of other shit in there right that they don't quantify mm -hmm. that's the mm -hmm. problem they don't mm -hmm. tell consumers about that either right no because not I only do they not, that. they can't because on it shows up on the chromatograph as peaks, but there's no standards. These, these, these might be brand new molecules that have never been seen based on the reactions that are happening, you know? And there's been no like testing on yeah. humans or anything like that. That's interesting because you see CBM products starting to come out on the legal market now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kinda... scary stuff out there. And every time you start seeing these trends in, in countries like this, I mean, I see these trends a lot, lot higher in places that don't have legal um, access to clean, good cannabis. So, I mean, geez. Mm -hmm. Do we have to keep screaming this, guys? Everybody knows mm -hmm. it already. It's, it's safe, legal cannabis is much safer than these synthetic crap that you're seeing out there. Yeah, you gotta, yep. you gotta grow that shit at home if you can, man, because even the shit you'll buy legally on the market can have shit done to it. Yeah, I still would feel better about buying stuff that's safe and tested on the mm. market versus going and buying these molecules. But, you know, just no like who mm -hmm. made it, where it came from. Yeah, is is that cannabis? Yes. Has it been fucked with in any way? No. Fine, I'll smoke it. <laughs> but you know, mm. I've added some THC eight divided by three to it. As long as <laughs> it's like, you know, not chemically treated, you can do. You can get it to isolate without doing that that's what i do for mm -hmm. a day job right yeah, yeah. so 99.9 percent .9 cbd we can do that without using any chemicals i mean mm -hmm. pentane is used but it's a solvent it's not reacting with it's just dissolving and then when you cool it it crystallizes it's, mm -hmm. it's just the medium that it's in but it's you, you boil it off and you do tests you make sure that it's under a certain parts per million of pentane that's that's said to be safe and we do that and it always is and it's good we're never reacting it with p-toluphonic acid though right yeah or yeah fucking yeah. platinum you know, catalysts mm -hmm. and shit that's the problem yeah so, what the fuck yeah. is that shit yeah it's just stick to your greens motherfuckers stick to your yeah greens. and that's there there right. are safe ways to do this right you can do chromatogra chromatographic uh treatment afterwards and pull out those whatever those compounds are to to purify it but that's super expensive mm -hmm. and very time consuming and most processors don't do that you know so especially yeah. probably in the current canadian oh, yeah. market exactly <laughs> what's exactly. going on right yeah, yeah. kind of curious tg and you may actually know this um around here i see building stations around you know petrol stations mackie for all you uk people and they're, they're advertising <laughs> uh delta nine hemp gummies 
how much Delta nine can you recover from 0.3% hemp? Is it, I mean, is, is that amount significant that they can actually be producing this quantity of gummies? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, or is this, I, I'm, I'm more suspecting so that it's probably slightly diverted product or something like that, maybe? It could be that, but if I had to make a, a guess, during the process, you have your 0.3%, but you, you know, you're concentrating and concentrating. And sometimes you redistill, you know, you have the, when you get into isolate, that your byproduct is called mother liquor. And generally that mother liquor, like after you've boiled, boiled or uh, pulled out your, um, your CBD crystals, what's left over uh, generally is, is elevated in THC because it's mm -hmm. being concentrated at that point. So, so much. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that's what it comes from because it's hemp, it's still hemp derived technically. So they can say that, and it's not illegal because even like the, the initial hemp was probably legally hemp, but at that point, you know, you have a 23, 24% mother liquor. You can mm -hmm. redistill that into 70, 80, 90% and put that into your gummies. And then that's Delta nine that's comes from hemp technically. So I would say that's what they're doing, but you mm -hmm. might be, it might be just as easy as, you know, they're diverting it too, because that, that would be easier too, but I don't know. So yeah, it seems like that's, that's some fuckery happening there for sure. Fuckery oh. it is. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Loopholes. That's a yeah. fitting word. All this stuff's fuckery. Mm -hmm. Like you said, stick yeah. to your greens. That's right, man. Grow your own if you can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you'll be safe then. You know what the fuck it is. Basically, some yeah. good old Delta 9. Yeah. <laughs> yes natural delta nine yeah. it does exist naturally it's just very very low concentration so then when right. you like yeah i mean and maybe it is safe as a molecule too and that's not what i'm super concerned about i'm more concerned about the process it takes to make it so well, should we throw the ultimate scare tactic out there and let people know that these compounds thco thcp delta eight uh things like this were actually developed by the u.s armed forces oh no chemical that's warfare they really? Really hey, look, they man, that made some good shit back in the day. Could, <laughs> they, they were trying to spray this stuff on so on uh, at the enemy so they could overtake them. That kind of stuff. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And it's not yeah. tested. I'm sure they've tested it on many people, right? Uh, yeah, but you <laughs> know, many those tests will never be released. Many a civilian. <laughs> yeah, MK true. Ultra shit. You know? yeah, I think that's I read exactly that the, what it is, man. It's chemistry. And yeah. unless you're a chemist, then you should mm. be careful. Yeah, the THCO was developed in 1944 by somebody. I mean, this stuff is not brand new. This stuff's been out there. People are just finding these old papers and these old research. Mm -hmm. so, but like uh, you said, it's because they have to, because cannabis isn't legal. So they're looking for all the workarounds. And absolutely. We are. Yeah. And yeah. we are in the information age. It will be found. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we'll quickly run over this next news story. I'm sure people have heard already. Germany is quite possibly legalizing cannabis soon. So in about five years. <laughs> Come on, let's think optimistically. Twenty twenty. Das blunt. Das ist gut, ja. Germany's move to legalize cannabis expected to create domino effect. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Then some things that I pointed out in this article is like the amount of money that Germany are going to make from this. All of the other countries in Europe are going to be looking like, mm, mm, that that money looks delicious. Can I have some of that? And they're going to be, right. and there's that UN convention as well. Some rule that the UN made up, it might've been in 72 or something. I can't remember the exact date, 
but they said uh cannabis is not if you're a member of the uh the united nations then you're not allowed to legalize cannabis for medical or recreational use and this is a reason why a lot of european countries haven't fully done it in the first place you know it's like the netherlands Mm -hmm. is decriminalized and shit because they don't want to go against this UN convention, this rule that the UN made up. But the US has done it now, but not federally, which is one of the reasons why the, uh, they won't do it federally as well. So once Germany's like, fuck you, oh, we're doing this, then all the others will be like, Germany did it, we're going to do it too. Remember Canada had some issue with that. I remember seeing it in the news about hmm. how they were pissed off that Canada was doing this. And yes, I like, do remember that too. Oh no, they were upset. Oh no. And then, oh yeah, no. And then it went away and <laughs> I know what can help you there. Do you feel yeah. upset? Are you angry? Smoke some That's of this right. now legal cannabis. But he needs to think of the children, March. <sighs> That's right. Smoking that mind bending super skunk. I mean, if Germany does it now, the world, what will happen? You just have to wait and see. Yeah, so he says uh <laughs> oh yeah for sure man and some quality equipment's about to be made uh, yeah. <laughs> germany, germany is good with their engineering oh yeah oh let's see what happens from this but so it says maybe uh, if germany oh, legalizes then the uk's next we'll see what happens right. isn't it see what happens but germany is mulling over the consequences of soon becoming the world's largest potential market for legally sold cannabis as the country's mm. left liberal government presses ahead with the plan to allow the controlled distribution of the drug amongst adults. Very cool. Is Germany known for weed at all? Like, uh, I don't know. James would know better. James yeah. is yeah. from there. Not but, that uh, I know. Yeah. I don't know. I know they, you know, they do their beer. That's kind of what people think of, but, uh, and their metal. They have fucking good metal in Germany too. Uh, James is German. So I think at least some Germans know their weed. Mm-hmm. They're just yeah. like a logical, analytical people, and they see the benefit of legalizing cannabis, and mm-hmm. it's good for their citizens and good for the economy. <laughs> yeah. And so, why not? It says, uh, Olaf Scholz, coalition government, has in recent weeks reiterated in 2021 coalition deal vowed to legalize for recreational use. The Green and Liberal Party minister have taken to referring as bobats as a slang word for weed popular among German rappers. So yeah, bobats. See that? Bobats. They're looking for the bat weed monkey. I think we found it, bro. Damn, it's in Germany. It's in Germany. How do you say that? I don't know. German inflection is not. I say but bobats. Bobat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, mate. It depends whether the Z or the T silent. That's how I'll say it. Bobats. (laughs) Anyway, uh, a consultation process consisting of five public hearings with health experts, economists, economists, and cannabis growers. So they actually got people who know what they're talking about in on these fucking reviews. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Concluded this week, firing the starter gun for a race to legal and regulatory hurdles within one to two years. So it seems to be done pretty fast. They'll see the money. This could be this year then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. So when I was in, when I was in California doing my Gangier training and stuff, there was a German documentary film crew there sort of Mm, in the background filming everything. So Mm. maybe that'll get released just at the right time. We have a, this bit here was interesting. The country would also stand to reap significant economic benefits with an estimated annual domestic demand of 400 tons of cannabis. And I think that's underestimated to be fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Who Caps Institute predicted, predicts Germany stands to gain about. Are you ready for this? 
4.7 billion euros a year through additional taxes intakes as well as the cost of saving from no longer prosecuting those who enjoy a split or two and that's major to say that as well they're not just looking at the money they can make from the tax but they're like oh no when we save money when we're not chasing people who are not criminals down you know it's a well places in the states that have legalized have found that that is the case you know law enforcement doesn't have to worry about weed anymore mm -hmm. or so at least different, different way mm -hmm. Uh, in Uruguay, uh, where recreational use of cannabis has been legal since 2013, only 25 pharmacies are licensed to sell the drug, and 70% of consumers still buy off the black market. So hmm, that's interesting about Uruguay. Because mm -hmm. their, their weed was uh, famously very cheap. It's only like a, a dollar a gram or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they right? actually got it below a dollar a gram at mm. some point. I don't know what it is now, but that's, that's to show you the success story there. They got it to where everybody could afford it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens here. Break the moment. black market. It worked. That's it's how tight. you do it. You make it cheap. Mm -hmm. And it looks like people still going there. That must be low quality. It looks good, man. I mean, let's see what happens. We will keep you updated, of course, as stuff progresses over in Germany. But it looks like Germany is going to be the first country in Europe to properly legalize cannabis. Yeah. Watch the cannabis dollars yeah. come in. Just like mm -hmm. you know, Amsterdam gets them now. So, yeah. There it goes. Yeah, I think Amsterdam don't get as much as they used to because there is Barcelona as well. They what True. kind of legislation do they have? That's in Spain, just right? Just imagine the um, extra money coming in from uh, tourism as well, because mm -hmm. you can only imagine once they do legalize the amount of, um, of tourism that. Yeah, just, you just know Germany that. is a lovely place, man, and it's like. Mm. You know yeah. how much better it would be if it smelled of weed. Fucking tourism. I that's that's like a they're they're shooting them, not even shooting, they're taking a rocket launcher and shooting themselves in the fucking foot, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. walking around in the, the hiking in Banff and in the mountains and shit. Like that would be I do that anyway, and everybody does it, <laughs> but like fuck, if it was like encouraged and people knew to come here to do that, yeah. Oh god i was when i was in toronto last weekend you smell weed everywhere yeah right but what if they actually had like you know consumption lounges and cannabis tourism and stuff Ooh, so you just different article i didn't have Fuck, I'd go more, you know? nevada's gonna yeah. have the consumption lounges soon yeah. sweet mm -hmm. but just to finish yeah. this article off here as i mentioned about that un convention it's written at the end of this article here it says uh entering the business of trading and selling cannabis would also put Germany in violation of the UN 1961 single convention on narcotic drugs. The country could follow Canada and Uruguay's lead to try and ignore the convention or yeah. find a way around it. It would be more likely that legalizing cannabis in Germany could trigger a movement to change the agreement entirely. He uh, said, hopefully hook up. And then he said, he said, in theory, Germany could exit the UN single convention and rejoin only specific parts of it. But I am fairly optimistic that the change is happening in Canada, the US, and now Germany. We could also be looking at reform of the convention in regards to cannabis trade. If that happens, it's done. Yeah. And what do they mean Canada tries to ignore it? We've done, we have. <laughs> you <ignored know. laughs> Nothing has yeah. happened. We haven't we lost any did. trade. Yeah. No. Like, fuck. There's been no adverse effects whatsoever. If anything, yeah. Canada's been really dickish about the trade because we refuse to buy any cannabis from any other cannabis producing countries while we're more than happy to export the shit out of our <laughs> trash out of cannabis. So, yeah. Yeah, man. 
Don't worry about it, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you're listening, Germany. But yeah. things are, and, and we do have German listeners, so shout out to our German listeners there. Good luck. The, the fight is possibly nearly over for you guys. Very cool. So what, what story do we cover next? Why did you, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Speaking of legalization, uh, let's talk about how there's still no timeline for launch of Canada's Overdue Cannabis Act review. So this article came from NJ Biz Daily just a couple of days ago. And basically the Canadian government still has no, not publicly projected a launch date for the mandatory review of the 2018 recreational cannabis legislation law. So they were going to review all this stuff, sort of look at how, you know, what was problematic with it and see how they could improve it for everybody involved. And uh, that still hasn't happened. And I think I remember it says more than eight months after the appraisal was due to begin. Um, Do you remember when they were coming out with those consultations? Because I think they even had some public consultations online that you could fill out surveys and stuff. And I'm sure they've got lobby groups and all the rest of it. I did it. Yeah. Right. And it's still like, okay, well, now what? And there's a lot of things to talk about. I mean, they're talking about the marketing and advertising restrictions, cannabis edibles, potency limits, regulatory fees, excise taxes. Uh And bingo. Yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, of course. Like there's uh, uh, carry limits for consumers, consumption lounges, cannabis tourism would be a great topic to look at. So there's all this stuff. And yet, for whatever reason, they still haven't. Uh, well, done the review as promised and there's still no timeline for it yet so it's, it's no. not scheduled so call right. me cynical but you know you may have mentioned the <laughs> <Yeah>. reason why <laughs> they're not doing said review excise tax uh you know if they that that's where they're making all their money and that's why all these companies are dying because at every every fucking corner of the you know the process they have their hand in somehow with some bullshit bullshit tax that they levy right. on you know the seller and then from the seller to the distributor and then the distributor to the the retail seller and then from the retail seller to the customer there's fucking mm-hmm. taxes on the whole thing and they're right. usually pretty exorbitant not to mention all the regulatory fees you know testing and shit so yeah they're making a lot of money i think right now in terms of that very easily by exploiting the and they are, they are, but they're doing it at the expense of yes. the growing of the industry as a whole. Exactly. And so that's super short-sighted on them, really. Very, very short-sighted. Yeah, because they're even saying some rep from Aurora is saying that they're stuck waiting. And every day we wait, our competitors, especially our global competitors, get better positioned in this market. And what happens if a market like Germany opens up and becomes legal? There's right? no word of that, that happening do. anytime soon, much. Well, it could be the last quarter of 2022. Maybe. You know? so, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But, <laughs> you know, that's sort of, uh, it's just short-sighted management, I think. And mm-hmm. some of these, like, problems with the act are pretty legitimate, right? So... Could they potentially just like change everything in the in the in the cannabis laws in Canada with this? I don't know if they're actually looking at changing the amount of plants that right. uh, like a single person can grow, but I think they're going to look at stuff that needs to be looked at, like the can like the potency of edibles. I mean, that's something that needs yeah. to be looked at. Theoretically, gonna... you just don't want to see any more stupid because, fucking rules put yeah. in place. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that five milligram potency is ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. well, it's actually ten. So, <laughs> oh, they have ten. <laughs> wow, you're all stepped up in the world. That's right, ten per package, though, not per piece. Uh, okay. Ten per package, but but that's good because yeah. you want to eat three or four, don't you? To get a little so munch get, on, of course, you know? at so a get, cost of 
whatever. So you can buy two fives or one 10 and that's it in a package? Well, no, you can buy four 2.5s if you want. Okay. Uh, you can buy 10 Jeez. ones. You get or diabetes you could, before you get God, high. It would take right. me forever. <laughs> or be, what you can also do. High, man. That's crazy. <laughs> you can also tune in to bite me the show about edibles and just make your own damn edibles. Exactly. Exactly what I've already done. Yes. That's right. But I digress. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, also like being able to carry 30 grams, that's sort of your limit. And uh, they were looking at how you uh, can buy beverages, for instance, because a lot of that's done by volume of the actual product in the can not potency so there's all kinds of things that need mm. to be looked at so why i guess maybe it is just the taxes that they're making right now is why they're not doing it because it seems probably it's just the government being slow and shitty like they are but you know right um, i don't know how we ever managed to legalize so quickly then like that was sort of a miracle no i mean it was a six-year or four-year thing it started in 2014 to be honest with the conservative government and then trudeau mm-hmm. kind of just came in and like finished it but yeah, Harper right. was the instigator of all of that, doing the MMPR, giving right. those accountability. And then Trudeau came in and, and took all the fucking credit with his hair and stuff. The socks and his hair. I, yeah. I can almost say for certain, if we got a conservative government instead of the liberals, we probably still would have got legalization. So. Right. Yeah, well, because like, they can see, again, where the money is, right? Yeah. There is money to be had. But interestingly, in my town, there is a the saturation problem too, and we have oh, yeah. so many weed shops and more to open. Here but too. This I've seen my first store closing sign. I saw it the other day. So oh, there is wow. one store that has. Really? Uh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of the first ones to open. Mind you, it was a shitty store. And I'm surprised it lasted this long. But well, yeah. There's a first, local craft grower that went bankrupt like last week here too. So. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're probably going to start seeing more of that too. Mm. But um. You you've got some news that relates to this, haven't you? TG shit closing down and yeah, yeah. I from, from I our friend Matt Lammers. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of yeah, yeah, Matt Lammers, he's the OG of the Canadian cannabis, like the shit that the LPs don't want you to see, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this headline is this is the second installment in a series examining Canada's mountain of unsold cannabis. <laughs> so the wow. first one was called, and I did cover this way back in. Uh, probably well this is in December so probably sometime in December Canadian producers destroyed over 500 tons of cannabis since 2018 that was the original headline this new headline for part two is Canadian cannabis producers have sold less than 20% of output since adult use legalization wow man so 20% which is like you know could be a lot could be a little but when you uh, where was the number now roughly uh, 2.7 billion grams have been produced and only about 450 million grams have actually made it to the retail store shelves. That is a poor return on investment. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Wow. So where's the rest of it? Is it just being destroyed or is it being stored? Yeah. Or? Well, they say most of it is, um, they call it orphaned inventory here down a little bit uh, okay. further in the story. So of the 2.7 billion grams, 1.1 billion are stored or were stored in inventory and at least 450 million have been destroyed by producers for various reasons, uh, according to Health Canada. And then another 6 million packages of dried cannabis and extracts and edibles were also destroyed. Um, and yeah, most of the unpackaged inventory sitting in houses or warehouses right now, experts figure it's unsellable because it's, you know, if it had been sellable, it would have already sold. Mm-hmm. As noted in the article earlier, mm-hmm. good shit sells, right? 
And technically, it's a perishable item, right? Like it's yeah, not yeah. going to last, stay good forever. Well, Correct. not when you're like, you you can store it properly, but fuck me, like there's no way that they're they're storing that amount properly. Mm-hmm. They can't even do anything properly, right? So mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> Well, they it's put a brutal, tarp over but, it and it's in the corner, you know, it's good enough. Yes. And like, you know, I, I work in extraction and I can say very vaguely that I've been, I've seen a lot of good bud come through that I've been sad to put through extraction. And likely that's because of this exact thing, mm. the overstock of, mm-hmm. and the unsellability of, uh, what a shame. of cannabis here. Yeah. It's shitty. You just imagine TG's there loading up this machine and goes, hold on. We can't put that one in there. Well, yeah. Right. Man, honestly, Step like in his pockets full of it for his break. Yeah. There was some gorgeous Romulan come through and some San Fernando Valley OG. Holy fuck, did it reek? Like I got a headache because it was like just that. Well, I don't know if that. I think I was dehydrated, but it contributed. And I was like, man, we we can't put this in there. Yeah, but we did, and it you know probably made some really amazing crude. But fuck. Mm. So, oh, yeah, it's sad though. And billions like, in losses, it says there. Damn, it's just yeah, it's crazy. People started these warehouses that didn't know what they were doing. The investors pumped in money based on what does it say here? Funded capacity is the industry term. This is basically how much marijuana they can produce. It has nothing to do with anything. Like, what does the market want? What mm. like are these genetics developed for indoor cultivation? You know, all this shit. So I don't know, but. Yeah, and yep. a government that doesn't really support the industry by looking at its legislation as it promised. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, good point. I'm sure that doesn't add that adds to it a little bit too. So, eleven billion dollars between you know these companies, so they've lost since they've never reported a canopy. Everybody knows canopy and Aurora. They've never mm-hmm. profited. They've never made a profit yet. So they did in uh, <laughs> 2020 and 2021 because they were given a big bailout. We're like, keep oh, all your well. staff here. Take <laughs> yeah. this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember. Don't forget. Their CEOs are profiting, <laughs> but holy fuck. Yeah. Maybe they could bail it up as logs and sell it for firewood during the winter or something. Or maybe but... they can like pretend it's hemp and sell it off for two pounds for a hundred dollars. But you know, I'm just thinking to make a great Yule log for Christmas morning. You know. Mm. <laughs> you know to Marge's just... point, though, this is exactly why when Germany legalizes and Canada's like, "Hey, we we have weed. You guys want some weed?" Exactly. Uh, you know, like in Germany, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah same way no Germany. <laughs> yeah, don't the UK's do UK's got do. plenty. <laughs> Figure it out. You know, you guys are smarter than us. So, or at least yeah, just listen to your legacy players. That's the thing. If they would have listened to the consultations mm-hmm. that they, they took and then just went, yeah, fuck this, basically, apparently, then maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. But, mm-hmm. you know, government's going to govern, whatever. Same, seems like there's a, uh, uh, market for somebody to come through and work out what they can and can't do with that leftover. You know, why can't you use it to make hemp plastics or fuels or, or you know, biofuels and things like that? Is it a yeah. possibility to do that? Rather Maybe. than just burning it and wasting it, why not do something with it? It's a good point. And probably because of the regulations, because it's cannabis, mm. you have to destroy it. Like you should see this dumb shit we have to do to destroy cannabis. Like I can do and- it easy. I got this little thing. It's, you know, you <laughs> yeah. grind yeah. it up real fine, put it on there and I'll light yeah. it. And I'll, yeah, it's so you can incinerate it. You just, you got to prove it. That's all. And like, I'll give them the ash. I'll prove it. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to be able to do it at scale. And, you know. Okay. Everybody at Percy's. We got to meet. <laughs> 
That's right. All right. Dude, you're right. Though, like, you should be able to find a fucking use for this. Like, it's got terpene. We can make essential oils or something. Mm. Like, you can distill it. Make just give out the distill it. Like, like I, I don't like distilling shitty stuff, but it's doable if you, if you have good operators. Something like in it. Fucking RSO lotion. Cancer patients, man. You know Come something. On, yeah, but no, they're just like no. That's fuck. We'll just throw it out. Sorry, Mark, you go. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, even at its worst, if you, you know, burn it, collect the ash, and you've got potash, well, I just don't. Yeah. They don't even do that. They compost it. It just goes into a landfill. I've seen horrible pictures of landfill filled like pots, weed, not weed specifically, but probably weed too. I don't know. Hundreds of thousands of stone birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why the seagulls all over in that spot? <laughs> That's right. They're really aggressive on the fries in the park today. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this will be an interesting year to watch uh, the Canadian industry, though. Yeah, um, all over the world. It seems. It seems like there's well, because four everywhere. plants in the chat says here too. Doesn't Canada export to Germany for medical right now? And yeah, I don't actually have the probably. answer to that. But then if they do, and then Germany legalizes, where does that yeah. market go? Yeah. And so the, that means the Canadian legal industry is even, even more trouble, probably. It's just like, we're like the greasy dealer that finally started growing your own and you don't call anymore. He's like, hey, man, I got this good shit. You, you need some shit? You're like, I found a like, oh, sorry. Fuck off. Sorry, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. going to be Germany. So come on, Canada. What the fuck? Yeah, I could see yeah. Canada's Facebook page. Hey, Germany, we got weed. Hit me up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, QPs, man. You know, I've got something nice. Get at me, fam. Right. In yeah. Canada, government of Canada, if you need to talk to me or TG, we're here. If you're yeah. listening right now, <laughs> just so you know. So, so we have we'll one more, one more news story out of the land of drop bears and knob ropes. We do actually. Um, so <laughs> this one is an Aussie company is working to make medicinal cannabis sleep capsules accessible. So, in a kind of good story, I suppose. We're, we're coming out of Australia with this one. So an Australian company working towards making the sleep capsules more accessible to patients. So Can Group Limited has opened a state-of-the-art glass house in Victoria to help meet future demand for medicinal cannabis. Inside the facility, there's a capacity to grow 250,000 cannabis plants. Uh, it's a controlled environment glass house that's very technologically advanced and going to be very important for the supply of product to Australian patients. Uh, manufacturing hubs based in Mildura and produces uh, cannabidiol capsules for Australian patients and for export. So a trial's now underway in hopes of making a low-dose medicinal cannabis capsule more accessible for Aussies. And, a large, and the large manufacturing hub has been built to keep up with the demand if this happens. Um, so the idea of making cannabinoids and CBD in particular available through pharmacy is a really important step. Um, so Tammy Weber uh, has volunteered to be part of a clinical trial for these capsules to relieve her insomnia. Um, so she suffers obviously from insomnia, waking up a few times in the night, uh, wakes up about one, sometimes midnight, can't get back to sleep, um, being desperate for a solution as other things haven't worked. Um, so she's jumped on the trial to see um, if that'll help her out. And um, so the trial is aiming to produce enough evidence to have the capsules listed uh, on the Australian Register of Therapeutic Goods and available over the counter in pharmacies. Um, so if there's clear results, clear evidence in regards to this medicine helping patients with sleep related issues, then it should be adequate to get medicine over the counter. Um, that's coming from the authorized prescriber GP, Dr. James Connell. 
Um, so most medicinal cannabis products are not currently approved by Australian uh, medical regulator. So the Therapeutic Goods Administration, but are they, they are available through a special access scheme. So right now, um, no flowers, no oils, there's nothing that's approved to be sold over the counter. Um, you, have to, you have to go through a special access scheme to get it. So you've got to apply to this scheme via an authorised prescriber to get flower uh, medicinally and be prescribed oils and things like that. So these guys are basically um, hoping to uh, get this, this trial done and, um, and then get some, some good results from it. But, um, you know, you know what I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sceptical of anything that, that has anything to do with big pharma and messing with it. Well, so. fucking, well, I was thinking those, but looking at all them massive plants in that greenhouse, how many fucking spiders are in there, bro? You know yeah. Saying? Mm-hmm. Australia, how many spiders hiding in all them plants, man? It's a death trap. It's a death trap. I, I mean, got nowhere you, near that greenhouse, bro. If, if, you look, if you look at it, it does look like they've kept the lawns and everything clean around the outside. So, you know. They may not have they, had a flux of spiders in it. Yeah, I hope they know what they're doing. Because that the way you described that greenhouse was very similar to the way Aurora described their sky facility out in Edmonton, which they just closed because it was, you know, they grew weed in it and it was, I guess, okay. But the amount that it cost them to grow it was made it unfeasible to keep the place open. It was like, like fucking really expensive. I never saw but Apparently it was like a beautiful facility. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully they don't uh, overdo it that way. I'll see quite a few of these have popped up. Um, you know, there's there's a few of them popping up and, and there's a lot of money going into these facilities. And, you know, from from my point of view, I'm looking at it thinking, well, it, you know, as on a legalization front across the board, this is this seems to be that they're, they're pushing in these big players though, so that the little guys can't do it it's just it's going to cost them too much to get yeah. into the market um because you know by the yeah well by the time you know by the time we get around to legalization it's it's going to be that point where you know these these things will be everywhere they'll already have a massive foot in the door their market's already set they've already got product ready to go um you know and they can afford with the, the amount of investment they've got and being big farmer they've got big farmer coin um, you know, it's not hard for them to go out and get these licenses and, and to, to sort out these things. So it's, you know, it, it is on one hand, it's good. Um, it's good for patients that want to try something different and, and to sort of get a little bit of um, get a little bit of it out there for people to, to sort of hear and see and, and try and, and change a bit of the stigma surrounding it. But at the same time, um, it's, it's kind of really short sighted in the long run as, as to what, you know, We've got, uh, we got one more which we can quickly squeeze in here, which we mentioned before the, at the start of the show. Uh, California ends cannabis cultivation tax, partly blamed for strangling the legal industry. So very cool, man. Deal, it's yeah, a, yeah it's, it's, it's a big deal. I think the tax is stupid as well. We were speaking to Jesus the other day, weren't we? Was he in California? Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's going to be good for him. Yeah, I mean, te- California's been taxed out of existence almost as far as mm-hmm. cannabis. He's talking about every time somebody touches the plant in, in any phase, there's a tax on it. Yeah, that's the problem here, man. Mm-hmm. Grower to the trimmer to the wholesaler to the retailer or the extractor, anybody who touches it, taxed. Mm. Yeah, stupidness, mm-hmm. man. Says it here, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, the signs of the 
signing of the $308 billion state budget. That's a lot of fucking money, right? Mm. Uh, Isn't California's economy bigger than the rest of the United States or some shit? Uh, They're fucking huge. It's a large uh, percentage of it, isn't it? There's a lot of people yeah, bigger than us as far as the GDP goes. Mm. Yeah, it's like one in 12 people in, in, the, in the country living in California is what it last I heard or something like that. So, yeah, pretty wow. big. Yeah. Uh-oh. So, uh, Insane. Yeah, the state eliminated the cultivation tax on growers and capped the excise tax at point of sale at 15% for three years. Mm-hmm. Good. Moves held by the industry advocates as a victory after prolonged push in Sacramento to lighten the tax burden on the legal trade. Growers have felt the pinch over the last two years as they watched the wholesale price plummet amid a glut of products. So, you know, they're way too much shit. Uh, all yeah, the, the same problem Canada's having right there, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's supply and demand, isn't it? That's the way it goes. Uh, all the while, state taxes have gone up and the illicit market has remained intact. So It's looking like another good step in the right direction here. I mean, you can check out the whole article. Let's just see where I got this one from over uh, North Bay Business Journal. But I just Googled uh, California cannabis taxes and it was near the top. So game's changing. The tax is a big problem for many people, especially the small time businesses as well. The mom and pops who are trying to get shit up and running. It's difficult for them with these the stupid amount of tax they have to pay. Yeah, I mean, some of the growers and some of the people, states that we've talked to talk about, they have to pay a tax just to try and grow a plant. Even if it fails, you still have to pay the tax just to start growing it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't bring crazy. it to harvest, yeah, if you don't bring it to harvest, your problem. Yeah, that's nuts. You know, mm-hmm. and the rules should be the same for any crop. You're taxed the same once right. it comes to harvest and you're done, you know. You're not paying taxes on tomatoes that don't grow. Don't no, and, and I'm not paying a tax for the guy who goes, if I, if I choose to buy sliced tomatoes, I'm not paying an extra tax for somebody who sliced it. Right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah. yeah most well, so. but you, you know, you kind of are in, in the back way, you know, because you, you're paying taxes on, on the items you use to grow it. So you're already paying a tax to start. Well, we are here, you know, we, we pay taxes on, um, we got GST on things. Um, so, you know, we're paying a tax for the nutrients, we're paying a tax for the mediums, for mm-hmm. whatever equipment you buy, that, you know, someone's getting a cut, the, ta- the tax man takes his cut out of all of that before you even start and put a seed in the ground, you know, so to, yeah. to then tax them on top of that, that's just fucking rude in my opinion. But Every time you start getting into, into these sin taxes, it's mm-hmm. the sky's the limit and I think the politicians use that as justification to be able to go in and throw more taxes at it oh it, it's it's a luxury item it's a sin tax so we can just yeah people will pay it don't worry about it, it says here, while, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah it says um it's going to take us at least two years before we see an impact from this said sam rodriguez a policy director of uh, with good farmers good neighbors and growers advocacy group if anything it's a warning shot to local municipalities not to place extra taxes on the industry so, yeah. you know, they're, they're keeping an eye on it as well. They want to try and reduce the prices all around by the look of things, which would be good. So we do have a couple of pieces of forum news. Uh, we span the wheel to eliminate the final players for the HRG, HLG <laughs> RSpec 600. And, and? Uh, 
it was won by Spab, but Spab said it's too OP for him. He, he wouldn't be able to make proper use of it. So he uh, said Bubblehawk, who came second place. No way. Have it. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, Bubblehawk, and what a generous uh, thing to do for Spab. Yeah, so congrats yeah. to Bubblehawk and thanks to Spab. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Spab. And um, so we, yeah, I've had a, had a good chat with him, and we're gonna so, uh, sort him out with a light that'll suit his area and um, and some nice. seeds as well. So, yeah, and, um, we both win at the end of the day. Very cool. Everybody's happy. That's what we like to see. So it just brings people together. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> and that's a badass light as well. It's a beautiful light. It is. It is a badass light. I'll give it that. So, uh, yeah, I'll sort that out tomorrow. I'll contact HRG and get all that sorted. Yep, I'm, sure. I'm getting all this sorted for um, for SPAB uh, this Sweet. week. So when I can get down to the uh, the post office and send it all away for him and go from there. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed we can get that all out to him as soon as possible. So Maybe everybody can win this way. That's mm-hmm. what we that's, that's what we try to do. We want oh, everybody yeah. winning. Yeah. 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 We want everybody growing their own nearly free high quality cannabis rather than paying stupid amounts of money because everybody wins that way uh what else there was uh oh and because of uh spab and his generosity and the uh the the nice gesture there giving it to bubble hawk second place we're also making spab member of the month we're going to give him the member of the month award so yeah yeah. well earned yeah what he did is the spirit of percy's and that is you know help help each other out and Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty easy to, 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 to pick a winner in this case. Yes, man. So congrats there, Spab. And uh, congrats, congrats Bobahawk again, you jammy bastard. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, else we saw July 4th, as I'll be releasing this on July 4th. So happy Independence Day, everybody in the USA. And uh, we just had Canada as well today. So, uh, as well, mm-hmm. just a couple of, was it today or is it like uh, no, it was on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday, July 1st in Canada. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, happy Canada Day to everybody in Canada. It's very cool, but that's about it for the news, I think. Right? Is there anything to add here? Mm-hmm. Is there anything we're forgetting? I'm sure, there is. As no? usually, I think we covered everything. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Covered. Sweet. Let's, <laughs> let's chill for five minutes, man, and roll something. Yes, yes, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News and Events. If you have any news stories that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then you can head over to persysgrowroom.com where you'll be able to find me, Monkey, or Bubble Hawk, and you can send us a news story there and we'll cover it on next week's episode. Alternatively, you can find us on all social media, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can drop us a message there and leave us the link to your news story there and we'll give it a shot for next week. Uh, as usual, thank you very much for downloading the show. I hope you can share the show with your friends. I hope you enjoyed the news stories that we covered here. And we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview this week. And don't forget, on Friday, we also have the Grow Guides, which is going to be all about keeping mother plants and taking cuttings. So enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe, stay high and all of that. And hopefully we'll catch you on Sunday for the live stream. Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.